Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everybody. I'm Rachel Bonetta. And I'm Rechna Fruchtbaum. And this is Hall of Shame. Hey, Rechna. Hi, Rachel. How are you? You were um, you were a little bit tardy to the party today. Care to care to explain why? <laughs> so, just as I was getting ready to set my podcast stuff up in my closet, mm-hmm. I got a notification on my phone that the Roomba was having an issue, and so I went to the Roomba, and there was like an object stuck in it, and that object was a Taco Bell sauce packet. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, well, here we are. That's a portrait of your life. <laughs> it it really is. In many ways, to know that story is kind of to know me. Yeah. And <laughs> you know what? You're a hero. So Quarantine life. Quarantine life. All right, guys. Today's a big show. Today is a show that I am very excited about. Reshna, I think you are too. Yes. Because today we are diving into the world of wrestling. And Reshna and I... Uh, we love wrestling. <laughs> we love it so much. I had never, I, I went to my first live wrestling event about a year ago and uh, Fox Sports had just acquired wrestling. So I was sat for front row. Nice. And, you know, I took in, you, you could smell the sweat uh, and you could, you could see the glistening hair. And I just was so blown away by the theatrics of it. And if you buy in, it's the greatest thing going, right? Yeah. You really, in your life, to watch like a Royal Rumble or something and let yourself be immersed and not overthink it and let yourself believe all the backstories and all the pageantry. It's so, there's nothing like it. It's so fun. I think I was, before I got into it, I was a little overwhelmed because I was, I was feeling like it was like, if you just started watching like Young and the Restless, you'd be like, sure. I have no idea what's going on. Too many on. There seasons. Are so many stories and I don't know who's evil and like whatever. Yeah. But you just got to watch it once and, and then you, you get it, you know, you like figure it out. Yeah. So I, had this really big period, like right in middle school, where I was super obsessed. It's when The Undertaker was still big, but also like Brett the Hitman Hart and his brother yep. Owen Hart, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Look, I loved it so much that I did a road trip from college outside Boston to my friend's college, Wittenberg in Ohio. And on the way, no way, was the W at the time, I think it was still WWF. They had not changed it because it competed with world wildlife foundation. (laughs) Good choice. Um, And that building like we're in like the logo on it. And we stopped, my friend and I like stopped and took pictures like a bunch of dorks. Oh, is this in Connecticut? Like the, 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 yeah, in Connecticut on the way. That's funny. I've passed by that building too. I have a story as well. So I just said that, you know, WWE SmackDown has come to Fox. So I actually got to sit down last summer and interview approximately 35 of the biggest wrestlers that are in the WWE and New Day and all this stuff. What? 
they the the funniest thing ever was that the grown men with long hair carry around a little spritz bottle so that they can keep themselves dripping wet. Amazing. And so I, I was doing this like bit where I was a therapist and then these these wrestlers would come in and we would like work through all their anger issues. I was all improvised. It was so much fun. And they would get up off the couch and it would just like smell like coconut oil. And then oh you would look God. at the leather couch and it was just so slick Soaked. and greasy. <laughs> I love it. Was who was your favorite? Did you have a favorite? Oh, I got to interview literally everybody like Charlotte Flair, Roman Reigns, like literally all the none of like the old school guys that we sure. know and love. But everybody that's like somebody now sat in that couch. It was so that's cool. an incredible opportunity. Yeah. So, guys, Retcha and I are huge wrestling fans. And if you are a fan of wrestling like we are, then you probably are aware of the reckoning going on in professional wrestling right now and and professional sports. Really women across the world are sharing their stories of abuse at the hands of members of the wrestling industry with the hashtag speaking out, whether it be old accusations against Vince McMahon or new allegations against Joey Ryan and Jimmy Havoc, among others, all women deserve to be heard. Rampant abuse, whether it be sexual or emotional, is never acceptable. And we stand by the women who are courageously sharing their stories. If you are affected by sexual or emotional abuse, call Rain's National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-HOPE. If you'd like to support victims of abuse, visit Rain's website at rainn.org to donate and get involved. Mm. I also think it's a really interesting time in sports. I mean, with the formerly known as Washington Redskins, we don't know what their new name is at the time of recording. All of these women coming out about the sexual assault and abuse that they received um, while yeah. working there. I feel yeah. like there was so many things changing uh, within Hollywood and like that industry. But I think sports was a little slow. And I hope that this pushes us in the right direction. Amen. This world can be incredibly fun and also, as you just spoke about, there's some stuff it's dealing with right now and mm-hmm. has always been. And like, I, if you haven't, it's also worth watching the documentary Beyond the Mat, which talks about yes the dark side of things. So yeah, we are going to have fun talking about it, but it is never without holding that there's there's always pros and cons. Yeah, well said. Hey, everyone, we are just about 100 days out from Election Day. And between now and then, we will be up against things like this pandemic, voter suppression and disinformation that will make or break this election in an election where we'll need every last vote. We can't afford to lose a single one. That's why this Sunday, Vote Save America is kicking off a week of action to fight back and make sure that every last vote is counted on Election Day. Find everything you need to make sure every last vote is counted on Election Day. VoteSaveAmerica.com slash EveryLastVote. Check out VoteSaveAmerica.com slash EveryLastVote for all the details. There's tools for you to request your vote by mail ballot, opportunities for you to call voters about voting by mail and volunteer as a poll worker on Election Day. And there's a brand new fund to support aggressive, on-the-ground efforts to mobilize marginalized communities that are frequently the targets of aggressive voter disenfranchisement efforts. Find everything you need to make sure every last vote is counted on Election Day. VoteSaveAmerica.com slash EveryLastVote. Okay, so without further ado, 
today's story is our first venture into the world of professional wrestling. And I got to say, Rechna, this one was kind of hard to come up with because we knew we knew we wanted to do something in wrestling. And there are plentiful scandals in the wrestling world, but none of them are real. Right. So many of them are manufactured by... All of them are. Vince. So it's hard to come up with an actual real scandal to do on the Hall of Shame podcast. But today, I'm going to tell you about the realest moment in professional wrestling, the Montreal Screwjob. Great great name yes <laughs> for a scandal. going back to my canadian roots i love this okay you haven't had a chance to do a lot of canadian stories you know i mean it's kind of not fair but whatever i won't draw attention well, to it this is, yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry america's just a shit show and y'all have all the scandals <laughs> <laughs> you know what fair fair right yeah we are kind of sucking america's just one big florida yeah okay First, I want to give some context on the family behind the WWE because this story starts and ends with the McMahons. And let me tell you, this family has a history, girlfriend. The McMahons are the owners and founders of the world's largest wrestling company now known as the World Wrestling Entertainment Inc., a.k.a. the WWE. Now, the McMahon dynasty dates back to the early 1900s. We're going to start with the patriarch of the family, Jess McMahon. Ooh, I I don't know if I know all this history. I would have laughed so hard if you were like, the dynasty dates back to 1645. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The dynasty dates back to 300 BC, the fighting in (laughs) caves. No, but I just feel like WWE is such a weird thing. Like, if you think about it, grown men wrestling each other greased up in spandex like how the hell did this start (laughs) so we're gonna find out so the patriarch of the family is jess mcmahon jess and his brother were a really big sports fans and b some of the first successful boxing promoters which means a Uh, a boxing promoter is like somebody that organizes the fights they get the fighter they get the venue boom time to wrestle and they can make a shit ton of money and they can make a shit ton of money yeah. Yeah. they even successfully promoted fights at madison square garden hmm. we've been there a few times yes when boxing kind of fell off and these boys were struggling to make money they low-key founded and ran the new york lincoln giants baseball team which was actually an all-black league in the city the team consisted of some of the country's best black players and just some context here jackie robinson broke the baseball color line in 1947 this was the early 1900s and because of racial segregation in sports black players had to form their own leagues So do you think these guys did this out of the goodness of their heart or was it a little exploitative or like seizing an opportunity? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we're not sure. The line's a little blurry. Sure, as ever. So Jess McMahon's son, Vince Sr., followed in his father's footsteps and worked within wrestling promotion in 1953. They produced their first wrestling match under their entertainment company, Capital Wrestling Corporation. All right. When Jess died... In 1954, his son, Vince Sr., took over the business and renamed it the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. So Mm. it actually used to be WWWF. In 1979, Vince Sr.'s son, Vince, let's call him Vince Jr. 
I don't even know sure. if he was a junior, but whatever. The Vince that we know. Uh, the Vince McMahon, the Vince McMahon we all know, yeah. uh, took over the company, changing it to WWF. He was like, there's one too many W's up in here. Yeah, let's cut out the Calm W. Down. Let's throw in an F. It's got the most syllables of any letter as it is. <laughs> Double you. Cut one out. Yeah. Uh, and under his leadership, wrestling entered into the golden era that we all remember fondly. I'm talking Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, sure. The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, everybody that you know. Everybody. This was Jake the prime. The Jake the Snake, The Undertaker, all that. Jazz. Yeah. It's a little problematic with like Paul Bearer and <laughs> it's a, oh, The Iron Sheik. Anyway. Problematic today. Uh, okay, so Vince remains to this day the chairman and CEO of the company. He's 74 mm -hmm. now. He's stupidly rich and stupidly famous, and that's what he's turned his company into. And stupidly roided out. Yeah. Maybe. Oh my God, I low key, I Googled an image of him the other day. Oof. How do you feel about older men being absolutely jacked? <laughs> I want to like support whatever's up and like you know but i'm it it is troubling it's a and little like, like startling it throws me yeah <laughs> throws <laughs> and the picture was him with like a gigantic chain around his like a like a metal like he's showing how strong he yeah. is with the chain look i gotta say i don't know like i don't want to extrapolate about things i don't fully know but based on the hard living that i feel like i can guess he's had mm. him being alive at 74 is so deeply impressive. Pretty wild, right? <laughs> anyway. So we know the WWE has, has blown up. It is now broadcast in over 150 countries and in 30 languages, which is really cool. When you, when you go to a WWE match, you can see all the different uh, guys with their booths set up and one's in Spanish and one's in English and one's it's a worldwide phenomenon. And Vince McMahon is the boss of it all. For the chairman. He right. runs the show literally. He is making yeah. changes to the script as they go out on stage. He's so micromanaging about it. Totally. And he sits in this control room and he has earpieces and like people are just listening to him make changes and all roads at the WWE begin and end with him. And because wrestling is not real, he's basically God. <laughs> yeah, fair. For those of you that don't know, and I'm so sorry that I'm the one that has to break this to you. I feel like this is maybe just my mom that that believes, but wrestling isn't real. Wrestling. Rachel's mom, I'm sorry. Mom, wrestling's not real. I'm so sorry. It's like I'm she's getting you back for when you told her Santa wasn't real. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. But wrestling is the most exciting live theater event that you can go to. Hotter ticket than Hamilton? No, but close. <laughs> But close. close. I wish that a wrestler would win a Tony one year. You know, I feel like it's time. I will say for all of its positives and negatives, it is an underrated art form. Okay. I'm sorry. Some of them, some of them are, are, are bad, but some of the wrestlers are really great actors. Fantastic. Right? By the way, as we know, The Rock and John Cena have like, Guys. and Dave Bautista are like Come big on. ass action stars. So yeah. You might've been born with a silver spoon in your mouth, but tonight... You're going home with the Rock's black boots shoved right up your ass. 
if you smell what The Rock is cooking. So I want to give you a behind the scenes peek on like how the WWE works. And this is coming from Triple H, who is former wrestler, now executive at WWE. We have a whole creative writing department. We have more than 20 writers at this particular time. They come from everywhere, from soap operas. I love that. To love late that. night television, to movies, to theater, to former wrestlers. It is a staggering job. They write about 10 to 15 hours on any given week of original content. You are obviously a writer. You've been in many <laughs> writing rooms. How does that compare to like what you've experienced? I mean, that's a big room. That's a big staff. 20. But also, I'm just going to say that I did once say early in my career, like, what's the story with, like, writing for wrestling? And my agent was like, okay, moving No, on. okay, I think you need to push that with your agent. Seems like it could be really cool. I would, I would do that just so I could have, like, a little sneak peek, just so I could be, like, a fly on the wall. I feel like it could be awesome. I will say they could probably use some women of color up in there, Hello, is my guess. Come on now. Okay, but what if WWE calls you after this and they're like, we have a job we would love to offer you? What would you say? I would listen. (laughs) I'll tell you that. And I would pressure you into saying yes. (laughs) Okay. So so these wrestlers, they memorize 10 to 15 hours of content a week. Like they are traveling like nobody's business. They are in a different city every single weekend putting on a new show. It's actually kind of crazy. It's hard. And like they can't, you know, there's no like, whoa, stop. Okay, we'll cut that together. Like they're in a rink. You know, f- doing crazy physical things. Yeah, it's live. While they're saying these lines, they had to memorize. Like, this is hard. It, it's absolutely live. And yeah. and Vince, like I said, is like changing things as the clock Last ticks minute, down to live. Yeah. yeah. So as far as the actual fights go, I think it's choreographed to a point. I think a lot of it is like improvised. The wrestlers sure. are often talking to each other in the ring as they go. The refs are there to help and make sure everything is safe. They've got these mm-hmm. like codes that if somebody's actually hurt or if somebody's okay, they kind of like are the directors in a way. Not not really, but right. like kind of. Yes. Um, and wrestlers get actually hurt all yeah. of the time. I humble brag. Once saw Ronda Rousey spit out real blood in front of me, and it was awesome. Wow. <laughs> I went to a Lucha Libre fight, which is the masked Mexican wrestling. Yep. And yeah, at like an Elks Lodge in like Garden Grove <gasps> with my friend who's a big, big fan. Yeah. And uh, it was so exciting. And at one point, like literally a man was thrown into the chairs and I had to jump from oh. my chair. It was very exciting. I would love to go to an underground wrestling fight. They sound like so much fun. And there's it was also cool. like men being thrown on tacks. Like it. Well, and isn't that how they get blood? Tacks? They hold tacks sometimes. And you know, like that blood's real. I think that some of them have those little like chews, like the little things that they pull apart yeah, in those their mouth. Razor but things. Guys, Ronda Rousey was real. That was blood that was coming That's out of her mouth. Wild. I saw her get knocked out. Well, it's all real blood, by the way. Yeah. Ooh, what? <laughs> right? Some of no, it? I don't like it. What do I know? Um, so basically it's it's high, it's high stakes look at, art. Look at who's just choosing to believe. <laughs> You're buying it. Okay, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> okay. It is high stakes art, okay? And and it's fake, but I buy in, baby. It is all real to me. So we, we were struggling with, with which uh, story we wanted to do. I enlisted the help of my really good friend, Brad, who is a huge wrestling fan. Shout out to Brad. Works in that world. Shout outs to Brad. Thank you for this. And he told me about the Montreal screw job. It is the most infamous in-ring real-life screw-over in the history of WWE. It was 
basically the first time a wrestler broke the fourth wall and was just like, okay, no, 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 no. This is, this is real. I love this. So let's get to that juicy scandal. But first, got to take a quick break. I'm excited. Hall of Shame is brought to you by Beekeepers Naturals. Beekeepers is on a mission to reinvent your medicine cabinet with clean remedies that actually work. Their flagship product, Propolis Throat Spray, is your daily defense when it comes to supporting your immune health and soothing sore and scratchy throats. Never heard of Propolis before? It is a powerful antioxidant-rich bee product with medicinal use dating back to 300 BC. I don't mean to sound like a snob, but I do not use anything. (laughs) From after 300 BC? After 300 BC. Propolis Throat Spray is sustainably sourced and contains just three simple ingredients with no refined sugars, dyes, or hard-to-pronounce chemicals inside. And what I love, do you even know what propolis is? Propolis, bees make propolis out of plant and tree resin, and this stuff is not honey. It's actually made and used by bees to defend their hive from germs. It's the hive's immune system. Yeah, if it works for bees... It will work for us. It's so good. So good. There's also Beelixer Brain Fuel. I love this stuff. I love anything that's going to make me feel smarter than I am. <laughs> and this is great. Instead of having a cup of coffee, you can have this Beelixer Brain Fuel. Take a shot first thing in the morning or before an important video conference. I do it before we record a podcast to beat brain fog, find your flow, and be on your A game without caffeine or sugar. I think it's safe to say... Reshna, we could all use a little more daily defense right now. And Propolis Throat Spray is a game changer. It's time to give your medicine cabinet an upgrade with Beekeepers Naturals. To save 15% on your first order, go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash shame. That's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com slash shame to get 15% off. Meet your new medicine cabinet with Beekeepers Naturals. Hall of Shame is brought to you by Magic Spoon. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. Yep. But I had to give it up because I'm an adult who can't eat Cinnamon Toast Crunch for every meal. I realized it was full of sugar and junk that you really shouldn't eat. The great news is Magic Spoon's here. They've got zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. And they have four flavors. Excusez-moi, it is delicious. Yeah. Cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry tastes amazing. Which, look, that's all we want in our food. So if you want to check it out, go to magicspoon.com slash haul to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code haul at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if for any reason you don't like it, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash haul and use the code haul for free shipping. Hall of Shame is brought to you by Sunbasket. Now, Rachna, I don't know how you're feeling these days, but I still don't really like to go out to the grocery store. I'm kind of trying to avoid people still. I think that that's just what I can do to help this situation. Same. And that's where Sunbasket comes in. Sunbasket delivers fresh, healthy, delicious meals straight to your door. Sunbasket has delicious recipes for all kinds of dietary preferences, including paleo, gluten-free, Mediterranean, vegetarian, and more. I also love this because your girl can't cook. Your girl is not talented in that department. She needs a recipe to follow. I love that. 
They make it easy and convenient with everything pre-portioned and ready to prep and cook. You can enjoy a dinner full of organic, fresh produce and clean ingredients in as little as 15 minutes, no matter how much experience you have in the kitchen. I feel like this might be tailor-made for me. I feel yeah. like they, they just knew already and that's why they decided to sponsor this they podcast. They called and they were like, Rachel needs help. Let us step in. Yeah, let it let us step in. Each week, Sunbasket offers a wide range of meals to choose from, so you can try mouth-watering dishes such as hoisin steak strip lettuce cups with pickled daikon yeah. and carrots. That sounds amazing. Roasted salmon with miso glazed eggplant. Yum. Black bean tostadas Diablo with cabbage slaw and guacamole. I don't even know what that is, but that yeah. sounds good. Love a Diablo in the name because I know right off the bat it's got some spice in it. And that's Ooh. for me. You can order from any meals across their menu. Skip a week whenever you need to or even double up on your favorites. It is simple and easy with no gotchas. Right now, Sunbasket is offering $35 off your order when you go right now to sunbasket.com slash shame and enter promo code shame at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash shame and enter promo code shame at checkout for $35 off your order. Sunbasket.com slash shame and enter promo code shame. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let me introduce to you. You actually already dropped the name, so I know you're familiar. <laughs> Brett the Hitman Hart. Oh, yes. You guys have probably heard about him. This guy was a massive star. He was born in Calgary, Alberta. Mm. Shout out to Canada. And similarly to Vince, came from a wrestling family. His dad, Stu, was a wrestler. His seven brothers were wrestlers. And his sisters either married wrestlers or... Or were wrestlers themselves. There was th there couldn't have been a lamp wild. intact in that home. Just everything's broken yeah. all the time. Chaos. Not a table with all four legs. So this was what their family was all about. And Stu Hart owned a wrestling company called Stampede Wrestling that Vince McMahon actually purchased in 1984. That's when he gotcha. met Brett. And Brett joined the WWE where he signed a... 20 year contract. That's insane. I've heard about this. It's how you get them. By the way, at the time of our story, the WWE was still the WWF, but I'm going to go ahead and call it the WWE since that's what we all know it as now. Anyways, so Vince knew talent when he saw it. Yeah. And Brett 
blew up. He was one of the most popular wrestlers in the 90s, along with some of the guys that we've mentioned, Stone Cold, The Undertaker, The Rock. He was right there with all of them. People had his posters up in their room, Mm -hmm. like Rechna probably did for sure. They had his action figure. He He had like a Bon Jovi vibe. He did. He had like some glasses and like some spandex. If you were into living on a prayer, you were probably into... Breath the Hitman heart. Living on a heart. Let me let me ask you this. <laughs> how has the spandex survived all of these decades? Like, how has no one been like, I'm not going to do the spandex thing, dude. Like, I don't want to wear a little Speedo. This is what I think. It's probably the easiest thing to wrestle in. Oh, I did. Like, you've played sports. There is nothing, e- like, the more volume there is in the fabric, the more frustrating it is. Yeah, I, ju- I guess I just look at it and I'm like, this is so, like, 80s, 90s that they're yeah. still wrestling in little, like, teeny tiny manties. They're retro for life. Retro. You true, know? True. So he was, <laughs> listen, Brett the Hitman Hart was the shit, you guys. And Hart yeah. held championships in five decades from the 70s to the 2010s with a total of 32 held throughout his career 17 held between the wwf wwe whatever you want to call it and the wcw he is also a five-time wwf world heavyweight champion two-time wcw heavyweight champion the list goes on this guy won a lot the writers must have really liked him let's just say Mm -hmm. that (laughs) just to give you an example of how hardcore he was on October 12th, 1992, Hart won the WWF World Heavyweight Championship from the one and only Ric Flair. Hart dislocated one of his fingers on his left hand during the match and popped it back in himself so it would not affect the rest of the fight. He kept going. That's gnarly. All those guys are like that. They're so tough. It's cra- It's like that funny juxtaposition where they're spritzing like coconut oil in your office, but they're also like undislocating their own shoulders. Yeah, they'll pull a nail out of their leg. Have you ever uh, dislocated anything? I've dislocated a finger. You've did, and how painful was it? I've so dislocated painful. my shoulder, and Ooh. and low key, I might be kind of Brett Hitman Hart because I was doing it while I was at a driving range, and I kept on golfing after because I didn't realize what had happened. <laughs> Rachel, you're tough. That's a psycho thing. You love golf. I do. No, no, that's what it is. I just love golf. Okay, so like I he's the shit. All right. He described himself as the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. I'm getting that tattooed on my back. I <laughs> anyway. So in, in 1997, after 14 years in the WWE, Vince McMahon thinks that Brett's character is starting to drop off. Okay. And like I said, McMahon, for worse or for worse, is God in the wrestling world. If Vince yep. thinks you're done, no matter how big you are, in Brett's case, an absolute legend, you're done. You're finished. Yeah. Pack your bags, babe. That's it. Good luck. The WWE was also going through some financial hardships. Brett, 20-year contract. I can't even imagine what he's making at that point. So Vince McMahon encouraged Brett to sign with rival promotion, the WCW World Championship Wrestling, with his blessing. Brett doesn't want to. He's down to renegotiate. He's down to take less money. He wants to stay in the WWE. But Vince was like, no, I don't think so. So Brett reluctantly ends up signing with WCW and his final fight with the WWE is scheduled. For what it's worth, he ended up making more money at the WCW, which is hilarious that he reluctantly signed with them. That just shows you like 
kind of the scope of Vince McMahon and like his power just yeah and how much he's idolized anyway yeah ruthless so his final fight with the WWE is scheduled now in the WWE I think it's common courtesy for your last fight before you leave whether you're retiring or whatever for your last fight you have to lose right because if mm-hmm. you retire and you have a belt, then that belt is still yours and it gets complicated yeah. and it would fuck up storylines, whatever. Somebody else has to be able to have the belt. I hate this. I absolutely hate this. You see this wrestler, male, female, whatever, you idolize them. The yeah. last thing you want, the last thing you're going to see is them lose. That's yeah. so shitty. It's like all we ever want is every sports hero to win the last thing they do. Right? It's yeah. just so backwards. I feel like it's a little petty. Actually, I know it's a little petty. It's also like, you can just make a different belt. Retire some belts. Guys, there's ways around it. <laughs> so Vince. See, they need me in that writing room. See? I would pitch this. I'll be your assistant. <laughs> so Vince, of course, asks Brett to lose his final match so he can give up the belt. And Brett says, no, I don't think so. He feels like Vince is unfairly pushing him out of the WWE. He will at least. Yeah. He didn't even want to leave. He didn't even want to leave. He's at least going to go down fighting, right? Yeah. Literally. Vince was not too happy with Brett. So it's kind of no surprise that for his last fight, Brett was scheduled to fight his former friend and current rival, Shawn Michaels, in Brett's home country of Canada. So not only is he going to lose, he's going to lose against his rival and he's going to do it at home. That sucks. Yeah. No, thanks. So Brett took this as a giant fuck you, which honestly, it seems Mm -hmm. like it was. So these guys were friends once upon a time. But during a match, they started like getting into it. Brett made fun of Sean for being in Playboy, which he took very personally. Sean (laughs) then stuck a Canadian flag up his nose and also humped it. Honestly, Mm. it sounds trivial. But I would be pissed, okay? You guys are upset about people kneeling. Try having someone put their genitalia on your flag. I don't like it. (laughs) And I imagine they went off script in doing this, which is probably part of it. Yeah, and that's why they're they're not friends anymore. Mm. So they're Mm. they're not on good terms by by this lost fight, obviously. And Brett refuses to lose like he's supposed to. He didn't want his career with the WWE to end in a loss. Neither would I. I'd be like, this is dumb. And considering the rivalry with Sean stemmed from a nationality-fueled feud, it just doesn't seem right to go out in your own country. In front of the hometown crowd. So Brett all but begged Vince for a different outcome. He offered to forfeit or give the belt away in another match. Great idea, right. Brett. Great idea. Great idea. He was, he was desperate. Put him in the writing room, you know? <laughs> After a week of tense negotiations, they landed on a plan. Vince would throw Brett a bone. The fight would end with a disqualification, more indecisive than a true loss. And at the next match, Brett would make a speech where he would relinquish the title. Which is how it should be all the time. But Vince, (laughs) Shady McShaderson, had other plans. He decides to go behind Brett's back and tell the story he wants to tell. He pulls aside the writers, Retina not included, and the refs, and Sean into this like secret meeting. He tells them everyone needs to work together on that. We all need to come together. Okay, this needs to happen or else you're probably going to get fired. Brett needs (laughs) to lose. This is petty, guys. This is just... 
In this secret plotting meeting, Vince tells Sean to do a certain move called the sharpshooter, which was famously Brett's favorite move. Brett had actually agreed to Sean doing this move. He's like, yeah, okay, this will be fun. But rather than choreograph it, so Brett breaks free of it, Vince wanted the ref to preemptively ring the bell and end the match, screwing over Brett and declaring Sean the winner. So it, at this point, Brett, no, it's not like Sean's going to pull a sharpshooter out and Brett's going to be like, <gasps> like he's well aware of the plan, but he just doesn't know what the ref is going to do. Right. Brett was rightly so very suspicious of Vince, but luckily for him, Brett was friends with one of the refs who promised ah. him he would have his back. Like, don't worry. I'm not going to do anything shady. I got you. So Brett is expecting a disqualification and Vince has conspired to fuck him over. All this and the fight hasn't even started yet. Wrestling is wild. It's wild. So the time has come. It is match day, November 9th, 1997. Like, oh my God, wrestling is on fire. Usually during a fight, there is a ton of hoopla before. This is like when the writers are having their moment. One guy's just like, Mm -hmm. you made out with my girlfriend. And the other one's like, well, you made out with my mom. And then it's the audience goes nuts and people are like, your mom made out with my girlfriend. The audience is booing and cheering. It's like, honestly, it's almost better than the fight is like the pre ramble. Totally. Totally. And then after that, that's when the fight begins, right? Today on this day, the fight begins immediately. There's no talking. No hype. No hype. Just fists. So everything is going as expected. And I think Hart and the referee hit head. Is that a disqualification? It might be if he could get up and call it. After 15 minutes, Sean manages to put the sharpshooter on Brett. Right. And Brett's expecting he's going to get out of it. Brett's like cool as a cucumber. He's like, I'm almost done. I can, I can go home. I can have a little bag of chips. I can right. retire. It's part of the plan. This is the moment. Here we go. Look at this. Oh, you're kidding me. Marcus, are you going to try to beat Brett Hart with a sharpshooter? Yes, he is. And then meanwhile, Vince McMahon was yelling at the timekeeper, ring the bell, ring the bell. And he's like lunging at the guy, trying to ring the bell because Sean has Brett in this hold. Right. The bell rings. And Sean's signature music starts playing, signaling he is the winner. Cut to the audience having absolutely no idea what is happening. (laughs) What? Yeah! what (laughs) but he made out with your mom so brett gets out of the move showing he wasn't submitted as the bell rings brett is livid livid he realizes he has been fucked over mcmahon's plan worked brett leans over the edge of the ring and spits in mcmahon's face Again, again, cut to the audience having no idea what is happening. But going bananas, I can only Going nuts. The show (laughs) abruptly ends in confusion and shock. Everyone walks off. What? So it would just be absolutely insane to see. You're watching what you know is this last guy's match. You're probably a huge fan if you've come out to this this final show. Um, 
and then there's obviously some shady shit going on. Brett yeah. spits on the boss and then storms out. So Brett heads back to the dressing room, followed by McMahon. And when Vince walks in, Brett punches him in the face, knocking him <laughs> out cold. Good for him. Brett had just dedicated 14 years of his life to this guy. Yeah. And like a significant portion of his physical health. <laughs> I saw a picture of Vince McMahon after he's just like, so his eyes are all black and blue. It's like That's he wild. got him pretty hard. Yeah, sure. So in the aftermath, and honestly to this day, there isn't a consensus among the people involved. It's still okay. not totally known who knew what. Was the ref in on it? Was he not? Was it scripted? Gotcha. Did the ref break his promise? Was it for real? Whatever. Is it even contested that there was a secret meeting at all? I, I don't, people don't know. I, a lot of this is coming from Interesting. Brett. Like I think that probably sure. the people like the Vinces of the world wanted to keep this a little under wraps. Sure. They're also all like roided out. So there's a lot of like. <laughs> but isn't that the beauty of wrestling? Truly. The lines between show and reality are blurred. Are so blurred. You just gotta, I know. just gotta buy in. So Brett left and went to the WCW. Now maybe happy he did. And and now probably like, let me get out of here. Yeah. Two years after all this drama, Brett's brother, Owen Hart, died in an in-ring accident. It is so terrible Ugh, and so sad. So terrible. Oh, it's so bad. Brett obviously took some time off after. And when he came back, he got a really bad concussion. So he needed to take more time off. Mm-hmm. The WCW, these motherfuckers, ended up firing Brett due to his incapacity oh to fight. Oh my God. His brother just died, you guys. They delivered his firing, Rechna, in a letter they FedExed to him. Not even a phone call. Cowards. What's going on here? Five years later, Brett returned to the now WWE as a guest. I guess him and, and Vince buried the hatchet. <laughs> Smoothed it over. And 2009 completely re-signed with them at the age of 52. <laughs> what he wow. is doing, I am not sure. He had some staged moments like calling a truce with Sean in the ring. Vince McMahon returned the spit in the face favor. Sure. And that would actually be a lot of fun to watch. I'd be so into that. I feel like Vince, it was clearly an improvised moment, but Vince was like, you know what? Mad respect. Yeah, I'm going to take this. theatrics at his finest. I'm going to run with it. I'm going to use this later. (laughs) (laughs) So Brett was rightfully so inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2006, where he remains a staple of American wrestling. I think that that's why so many people were up in arms about this. Like you can... If you Google this, like there's all these wrestlers talking about how shitty this was. Sure. People were so up in art because Brett wasn't loved. He was also like a legend. A legend. And Vince McMahon screwed him over. Also, just just a final statement. Can we please just change that rule where legends win and just ride off yeah. into the sunset as the legends that they are? Yeah. I mean, in some ways, that's a way in which wrestling is more real. Because usually... <laughs> You don't get to just like have your last thing and it's like glory. Well, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's bullshit. No, I know. It's supposed to be pretend and it should give us those fairy tale moments. Before before we sign off here, do you think that you you have what it takes to be a professional wrestler? Cuz I fucking know I do. <laughs> I know you do too. Yes, I think you do. <laughs> I feel like I am a bad actress. What? 
I don't think that's true. Yeah, I get embarrassed easily on camera. Really? Like podcasting is for me because I'm not on camera. Oh. Yeah. But if this was on camera, you'd be like, oh my God, I can't do it. I'm awkward. I get embarrassed. Oh, you're not awkward. Um, well, maybe that could, maybe that could be like your character. Hey man, it's okay. I do. I would watch the shit out of you. I think you would be fucking awesome. Guys, let's start this campaign. I need to get, I think I'd be too scared. Honestly. Wait, let's think about what your wrestling name should be. I, um, talk about like add to the merch store. Oh, we should like partner with like homage and be like, will you guys do a holiday? (laughs) I honestly love homage. I do too. I think I would be too. I would want to do it, but I'd be so scared. I'd be so nervous to go out there. It's also hard hard it's like that cheer thing where it's like you know it's like you have to be really athletic and in great shape and And wrestling wrestling fans shout outs are wrestling fans like the people that love it great great fans love it so i would just be like afraid of their their wrath you know that's true um so guys that is the story of that one time that the drama was actually real i love it thank you so much this was a fun one this was a fun one we will be back next week with another crazy story about something wild that happened in the sports world oh i love gossip same bye guys see you next week bye Hall of Shame is a product of Crooked Media. The show is produced by Caroline Reston and Allison Falzetta. Our executive producers are Sarah Geismer and Stephen Hoffman. Engineering and sound design by Kyle Seglin and Charlotte Landis. Our theme music is by Taka Yasuzawa. Thank you to Sydney Rapp and Brian Semmel for production support every week. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.